Hey everyone, Michael Anthony here. Van Halen, Chickenfoot, Sammy in the Circle. But anyway, you're listening to the only podcast that is dedicated to breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time. And the podcast will rock. Ow! Hello, baby! Hey everyone, Corey from End the Podcast Will Rock here, and this is part two of our Fair Warning Ranking live show. What we did is we polled our patrons, we polled uh, fans on our Twitter feed, and we asked some experts to rank what they think the best tracks on Fair Warning are from one to nine. This is the show where we uh, announce the results of all those different rankings. We got a great panel, including some of our patrons. Uh, Chris L. from Pot of Thunder was able to join us. Eric Sinich from the Van Halen News Desk. And we had a heck of a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully you listened to part one uh, before you're joining us here in part two because we are going to kick things off with the song that finished number four. All right, let's find out boy. what finished number four. Oh, yeah. What? Oh, wow. Jesus. Come on. That's right. Oh, boy. Oh, Number four. Boy. So this is yeah, love. Total points, 178. One person had it ranked first on their ballot. One person had it ranked ninth on their ballot. Uh, its totals are ninth, one, eighth, zero. Seventh spot was three. Let just turn this down just a smidge. Now turn it up instead. Put that uh, sixth place. There you go. Uh, four votes for six. Six votes for fifth. Fourteen votes for number four. That's where it finished on the list. Uh, three votes for number three. One vote for second. One vote for first. So this is love. Hits the top four. What do you guys think? Yep. Uh, let's Everybody's see. Everybody's kind of nodding. Uh, you start with uh, we'll start with you, Eric. Randy Wolfman yeah. scarf right here. <laughs> where did yes. Eric? Where did you uh, land this? Uh, one? Where did I have it? Uh, I had it at number four. Number four. Aha. Uh-huh. Yep. We're right there. Yep. Um, it was released as a single, one of four singles. Did okay. As we know, there was no like huge great live footage of it. This is just kick-ass song. Yeah, great live footage of it from Oakland. Yeah. Great bass line and uh, listen to that solo. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's that's pristine Edward right there. Yep. And, and there's that video at the prehistoric park that is now classic. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> With Dave's pumping a huge T-Rex or whatever. <laughs> So yeah. this is the this is the one I thought I was gonna get a lot of uh, flack for because uh, this was my number five. Five? Uh, yeah, it was my number five, and I think only because well, I tried to not let. Fucking Dave, right there. <laughs> that, that Dave Howell. Um, yep. I think I, I didn't want recency bias to, to come into it because we had uh, we had gone over this one not that long ago. That's right. Uh, yeah. And I don't know. Yeah, there was something about the, my my uh, top four just beat it out barely, um, which surprised me because I thought Dirty Movies was going to fall a little bit lower. But as I mentioned earlier, uh, that song just kept. 
annoyingly so picking at me and i was just like i just i don't hate this song that much i like i really really like it and i'm liking it more and more every time i hear it so uh, with all that being said yeah it's like so this is love had to at least crack the top five because i dig it it's got all the things that uh, i really enjoy about van halen but it not to the point to where it's my all-time like favorite on the list so that's where it fell onto me so for, for it to be number four amongst all the other votes not surprising i get it i would uh i'm surprised i'm not being thrown daggers at so far but uh uh scott haskin how about yourself where did uh you put so this is love i also had it at number five um being uh somebody who who reviewed every uriah heap song on the magician's podcast uriah heap is huge into shuffles uh a lot more the, the double shuffle thing but for some reason uh this just again it just lacked a little bit of power for me like i i i like it but i kind of wanted instead of like did it did it i want like didn't did it didn't did just something a little bit um a little more driving a little more driving yeah that's fair that's fair especially when you consider uh a couple of the other tracks on this album you know if you want it to drive fair enough uh fair enough chris l how about you where did you put so this is love um correct me if i'm wrong Corey, but i'm pretty sure i had the lone second place vote for this one that's correct yep wow i feel really good about that in fact uh mark um just want to say i don't know if this is coincidence or what but um when you announced that this was fifth for you, both of my bushwhackers figurines fell over on my desk right behind <laughs> my phone there. So I don't, I don't know what's going on with that serendipity, perhaps. But uh, you know, I, I Mark's doing the bushwhacker. Here we go. Yeah, yeah there you go. Uh, number two for me. This is this is my favorite Van Halen single of the entire catalog. Wow. Just when wow, I heard okay. this, when I first heard this, this just grabbed me immediately. Uh, best, one of the best snare drum sounds in the yeah, history of yeah. rock, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Agree. Hell yeah. The snare work is incredible, and then just that that chord progression. Once they ramp it up with the uh, my, uh, the under the pins and needles part, when it, it's the, sort of the bridge between the verse and the chorus. That chord progression just, uh, you know, as as gene simmons would say just cracks your ribs you know hits you in the sternum and uh just always loved it and then of course the solo is brilliant it's almost like a a template for the beat it solo kind of reminds me of what he ended up doing on the the michael jackson tune he just had that kind of same feel and um i don't know i i, I love it so it's solid number two for me and i, I feel pretty good about that a solid deuce for Chris L. You heard it here. So there it is. Uh, I'll take him. In, I'll take any solid deuce I'll, I can get at my age. I'll take it. Oh, man. So so this is love indeed. Scott Monroe, how would you rate this? I had it right here at number four. Um, Ooh. Yep. And, uh, you know, I wrote a little uh, manifesto about that that people can read. But, um, you know, one thing I said there is to me, this is a great example of dave selling it and how no one else can sell it like dave uh i did say mark that um i think it's also an example of how we talk about uh, eddie can be untouchable but also dave can be untouchable as well and i'm not saying dave is always untouchable uh D- dave certainly has its false but um here he is untouchable man he is he is for me the one who is just 
uh, bringing it home and selling the song with his uh, authenticity. Um, his, his lyrics are amazing. Uh, it's it's all about Dave in the song for me, and his his screams and shrieks are just top notch. Vocally speaking, I would say uh, no one else is going to pull this off in this song like Dave. Um, this was this was a song made for his particular vocal style, so I'll concede that. Uh, yeah. yeah, right on. Uh, Sean, how about you, man? Numero trois, number three. Ah. Yeah, as as that trifecta of videos that were released, like those that live, I think live in Oakland footage, mm-hmm. like this was yeah. this was on heavy rotation. We had a VCR. I taped all three of those songs, and Todd and I would just watch those three over and over. So this, I mean, this is so for me. Like after after hearing 1984, and then going backwards in the catalog and discovering three live tracks from Oakland of Van Halen. It was mind blowing. Cause like this stuff's even better than 84 and 84 is phenomenal. So yeah. Number three for me. In the top three for Sean McGinnity. All right. Uh, Chaz, can you beat that? Well, you know, again, because I had sinners uh, swing at number one, this for me came in at number four. I mean, you know, um, Honestly, uh, this is one of my favorite songs in the entire catalog. It's uh, there's just a few songs ahead of it that I love more. Um, I can't believe that there's one song that has not come up yet that is on my list toward the bottom. So I'm more interested in kind of getting through the rest of them because, uh, yeah, I mean, everything that everybody said about this song for me, this one contains one of Roth's greatest lyrics. Um, the grass was never greener and there's plenty around the whole attitude. Like we said, when I was on the show and we did this song, um, the swagger that is Roth on this song that no, no one else can pull this off. Like Dave did. This is signature Van Halen. And yeah, for me, um, doesn't get much better, but yeah, there are just songs that, uh, I love more. That's fair. Uh, but it uh, finds this place at number four, uh, like the grand majority, uh, Scott Everett, uh, are you, uh, with the grain or against it on that one? I had it number four. So, right. I've been pretty right spot there. on with, with the group. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just a great boogie the whole time. And I think, again, any of those, the people that grew up on the MTV generation that recorded the three videos from the Oakland show are going to love all three of those songs. And it's no surprise that three of the four are in the top four here. So, um, you know, and again, Eddie solo is fantastic. And then the drum breakdown at the end of it, of the solo is just fantastic. It hooks me every time. So just just love this song. Good, good, good. And uh, Corey. I had it number three. Uh, I, I really love this song, and uh, it, it's got a great groove. It just makes me happy. I think I was listening to the Pot of Thunder episode on uh, Journey, Don't Stop Believing, and I was in a good mood. I'm throwing out all these uh, uh, free plugs for Pot of Thunder because everybody <laughs> listen should Pot of listen Thunder, to this. Everybody. <laughs> dude, I, I just got to say that. Chris Sellier, you're supposed to be plugging sh- your own show, dude. 
if my show is affecting your moods to that extent, you're in big trouble. <laughs> you are in deep shit, man. Our moods, it affects our lives, Chris. Well, exactly. You, you, all Look, need, uh, you all need to reevaluate. <laughs> shit. I can, con- I can confirm Corey is a, is a monumental fan. I don't think a I really an episode am. goes by where he doesn't mention Pot of Thunder in some way. So, I mean, it's, it's a credit to uh, you and your group over there. Um, it is. It's a great show. But, uh, yeah. Well, thank it you. is. So yes, it is. Yeah, it is. Yep. But and nevertheless, to it lately, uh, it, it's it's better yeah. now than ever. But uh, number three for me, number three for uh, the fans on the polls too. Ninety point eight percent. What dreams are made of? Nine point two. Oh. This dream is over for some of our special guests. I know Steve and Darren from the DLR cast both had it at number four. Uh, number five mm. for Steve Rosen. Uh, number six for Greg Renoff. Uh, number five for Jeff Goble. Uh, Kelsey had this one at number four. Number four for Greg Prado. Uh, so this is Love is Number Three for Sean. We mentioned that Todd McGinnity had this one at number five. And uh, Johnny Bean uh, had this one all the way down at number six. So that's Show yourself, all. Johnny Bean. Come out of hiding. <laughs> we just want to know. We got something to planning to do. Johnny just <laughs> interviewed Andy Summers. Yes, what? he did. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's cool. To today. That's cool. So is Andy so. Summers like ninety now? Eighty. Now Eighty. I'm just saying when 80. when the when the police were at their apex, he was, apex, yeah, he was yeah. fucking older than the rest of them. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yep, absolutely. When when they when he joined the band, he was like thirty three yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah he's eighty. Yeah, years I follow old. him on the socials. He's There's Johnny active. Yeah. I emailed Johnny today. I said, "Props, Johnny." Yeah, go check out Johnny's channel. Ton of great interviews. And yeah, that Andy Summers one is phenomenal. Absolutely great stuff. (laughs) Explain your rankings in the chat, Johnny. Like we're waiting to hear from you. What's what's Johnny's uh... name so we can promote it here? (laughs) Sorry, was that John? Corey, I was going to ask who had. I was going to say, what's what's the channel name? Oh, geez, Johnny. Johnny? Oh, Johnny Bean TV. Yeah, Johnny Bean TV. Yeah, you just put the name in there on YouTube, and Johnny it's Bean there. TV. Mm. Yeah, and then Chris, yeah. were you asking who had it number one? For yes, it. I, if you said it, I missed it. So. Yeah, it's actually our patron Paralyticer, one of our very first patrons on the, oh, at the podcast. All right. right. Yeah, had this one number one. So uh, good for him. Yeah, uh, wunderbar uh, to you, Paralyticer. That is a him, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. That yes, is it is. Yeah. I think they identify like as him. Yeah. yeah. Did anybody mention that Eddie's riff too throughout the the verses? And so this is love. Mm-hmm. I no. mentioned the chord progression. Yeah, it's it's, it's yeah, like yeah. between the oh, verse yeah, yeah. and the chorus, that sort of the, under the got me, the pins and needles section. Yep. Oh, yeah. That, that chord progression is just crushing, man. Oh, playing this song. Yeah. Right. I mean, if there's any song where you really feel the spirit of Eddie Van Halen, it's in this one, too. The plug mm-hmm. in and then the way it just kind of ramps right up. Yeah. Yep. Love playing this one. Yeah. Wish my vocalist I... liked singing it. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> Time to announce number three. You guys ready for some Mean Street? Oh, man. Well, too bad. You're not going to hear it yet here either. Yeah, it's got to be up there. Oh, yes. Get this. I do not get this. Number three. Oh, and Chaz is already shaking his head. We'll get to you, Chaz. This is Hear About It Later, voted number three on our official rankings. Total points, 207. First track to crack 200. Highest ranking was first. We had one vote for first. Our lowest ranking was eighth. And that person is on the call. They can explain themselves. So it had no votes at ninth, one vote at eighth, two votes at seventh, three votes at sixth, two votes at fifth, four votes 
had it, sorry, five votes had it at fourth. Uh, 14 votes had it at number three, five votes at number two, and one vote at number one for Hear About It Later. One. Well, why postpone the inevitable? Chaz, you seem so uh, not keen about uh, this song taking the number three spot. Well, I I guess this one's kind of hard for me because this one always brings a big smile to my face. Number one, because everyone knows, you know, you got to jump, right? Everyone knows the coordinated line jump that they do. Um, Wrong song. Some of the some of the uh, lyrics out of this one too, um, you know, pay my bills, you know, the whole uh, Dave's lifestyle and, and how he uh, likes to live loosely. Uh, I don't know. I mean, for me, came in at seven, which was behind really what I think is you know eight and nine is really one song. So it was like you know again just like someone said earlier, things have to hit the bottom of the list. It's still you know best to. You know, the, the least favorite of the favorite. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, this one was number six for me. Um, only because I wasn't sure exactly where to put this because uh, I like it. I don't like it more than my, you know, obviously my top five, but uh, but I struggled like because it, it could have easily hit number four for me. It could have easily, depending on the day, hit uh, not nine, but maybe eight. Uh, but I said, no, I think that's too low because I, I enjoy it a little bit more. So I kind of got to compromise and it fell at number six. I don't have a great grand explanation as to why other than I didn't know where else to put it. it to me, it didn't belong in the top five, but it didn't belong too, too far down the list, but still somewhere kind of in the middle. So that that's why I put it at number six personally. And uh, that's my story and I'll stick to it. Um, however, cowbell. Scott Everett, but Cowbell, I mean, Cowbell definitely was a contributing factor. Uh, Scott Everett, how about yourself? I actually had it at two, so oh, I knew the top oh, three were wow. going to be. Um, yeah, I knew the top three were going to kind of be mixed, um, but again, I think the video played a lot in. The first time I saw the video, I was just mind blown. Um, I remember them pulling out in the later course and did a fantastic job with that. I just love the guitar solo. The storytelling within the lyrics is great, and and it can't be beat on this song. Just I lo- I love this song. I always love this song. Well, there you go. Too. Wow, big ranking there. Uh, we'll move on over to Scott Everett. We just did Scott Everett. That was I me. meant Scott Monroe. There's so there many Scott. Too many Scott. Tim. Let's go to Tim. Three Scots. Three Scots to every story. That's right. Well, t- well, well. Tim, aka Tom, uh, voted number six, just like me, because my man. Uh, but uh, Monroe uh, Manifesto, please. Yeah, man, they, that intro is so tranquil. It's like you're you're on your way to heaven um, when you hear Eddie playing those chords, and it just uh, the the way it progresses into just this head banging, amazing groove. Um, for me, it's the chorus. Uh, th- this is one of my top choruses. I just absolutely love hearing Mikey's harmonies on it. Um, yeah, it's there for me. It's it's amazing. 
Those are some sweet harmonies. Um, and again, tomorrow I might have a completely different opinion and it'd be like, uh, psych motherfuckers, this is uh, my favorite one on the album now. Uh, nah, I probably won't say that, but close. Uh, but good stuff, good stuff. Scott Haskin, uh, I'm going to say this is your number seven. You're close. It's number six, actually. Um, <laughs> Just like me. It's it's not bad. It's uh, It was one I actually had a hard time placing because... Uh, again, a lot of these were were first time listens through without st- without breaks. Like when I hear the song on the show, um, it's broken up into chunks. So this is really the first time hearing a, a lot of these songs all the way through. And um, I found this one hard to rank, but I I found um, just as I was going through them, I, I had it up a little higher and I pushed it down a couple times because I just thought the rest of the songs that I I had above it were just a little bit better. That is fair. And uh, again, as this was my number six, I get it. Totally get it. Uh, Let's see. Sean, how about yourself? This used to be this at one point, this was my favorite song. And only because uh, me and Fast Fred are rooms are side by side. And when he discovered this album, and he's hearing the sound of Eddie's guitar on here. And I, I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm a dumb drummer, so I, I'm assuming that's a flanger he's got going on there. Is that right, guys? Yeah, probably. Sure. So, yeah. so when Todd figured out how to play this on guitar, and I could hear it playing from his room, and he he figured out how to get that sound, that that dreamy sound, I would just stand outside his room and just listen, going, "Holy fuck." It was just amazing. So for me, there's a nostalgia to this song. I ranked it yeah. fourth, but this used to be much higher on the list for me just because every time Todd would, would learn a Van Halen song, it was like, okay, I'm in. You know, that made it much more special for me. All right. There you are. There you are. Cool, cool stuff. Uh, Eric, how about you, man? Well, it's funny. Scott Monroe, I think, was the one who said it's. it sounds like, you know, heaven, that opening. And I think I had said it once before mm-hmm. on this show, you know, when I pass away, that's what I want to hear when I'm walking into heaven <laughs> because it's so beautiful. But, you know, you think on paper, to you have that opening and then you have the rest of the song. It's like, how are you going to make that work? And the transition <laughs> is just perfect. And it's actually you know dave with that scream you know bridging the gap there and all of a sudden it just transitioned to this just badass rocker and uh what else can you say man i mean that's that's uh that's that's a van hill and deep track that's perfection right there eric thinks it's perfect but uh as a deep track oh by the way by the way mark just sorry i think you were saying that that um Chaz had the wrong song with the, with the the jumping in unison. No, <laughs> well, he was right. just he no, was saying, he was saying uh, no. I was making a joke because okay. he was saying jump a lot, and I was like, well, that's the wrong song. Oh, uh, I got you. Because it's jump, interesting yeah. though, because they did it yeah. there, and then they do it in the jump video. So right, yeah, easy. To no, that's right? just me. Yeah, me, yeah, yeah. Me being that tie back. cheeky and annoying. Yeah, yeah. So no, 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 no. He, like, Chaz is correct uh, technically. I'm just being an asshole. Uh, Chris L, balls. how about you? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is one where I think I'm uh, dead on with the listeners. I had it at three, I believe, Corey, yep. if that's correct. That is um, correct. Yeah. This, um, it, for all the reasons mentioned before, it's like we all know that Unchained is the uh, extreme jet plane flanger sound. But here he's got it like a lot more subtle, but it's definitely there and it gives that lush mm-hmm. quality yeah. to it. And I definitely prefer. 
uh, the, the, his flanger tones to his phaser tones. Uh, I think the phaser gets a little, little, little annoying to me when I hear it too much. But I, I you know, I that. can never get, I can never get him enough of the flanger um, when it's used well, which he was obviously the king of. Um, and then that those sections that bookend the solo with the "You Can Try Me at Home" just as those chord progressions and stuff. It's just like there's so much going on, and it's all just so it's such a high level. And um, yeah, this is this is quality, top quality music right here. From uh, lyrically, musically, all of it, just uh, primo stuff. Primo stuff, as he says. Corey, uh, do you agree? Uh, it's my number two. Uh, uh, I, I think this is probably my favorite deep cut in the Van Halen catalog. I'd love to really? uh, hear about it later. Yeah. Uh, it did get one uh, number one vote. That uh, was Steve Roth, actually, from the DLR cast, voted oh, at number wow. one. Oh, wow. Steve's got oh, wow. it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I had it too. Um, maybe my favorite chorus on the album and one of my favorite outros on the album. I love the big rock ending uh, on this one. Yeah. And I got to have more cowbell. The cowbell is fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. And everything about this song is great. It's probably the hookiest song. It's definitely the, the most fun to sing along with. Uh, it, it's my number two. It, it was only beaten out by one more iconic song. And we only got two songs left. So uh, let's see. Right. Hear about it later. Uh, the fans on the polls ranked it fifth. 88.8% what dreams are made of, 11.2% the dream is over. So I'm a little surprised it actually ranks so low mm. on the listener poll because yeah. uh, to me, the, to me, this is top four Van Halen easy. Yeah. wonder if it has something to do with the fact that it's just, it's not like a, a typical Van Halen single perhaps. Well, I, I don't know. You could make the argument that it kind of is. Um, no, it's a even good point. Though I, it's, it's a good point. Although yeah. I don't... Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. This wasn't released as a single, or was it? Um, no, but again, it was a part of those three videos, so it right. kind of became a seminal, okay, kind of, like thing, right? And, you know, again, especially that, like the dance and like you know the whole, just that whole video. Whole I thing. imagine if it if it got a little bit more popular video wise and got uh, into a lot more ears, that maybe it would have uh, ranked a little bit higher for people. But then, but I don't know. I'm just speculating. Well, I think um, putting it as like a deep track is like the, the way to do that, right? Because yeah, it wasn't yeah. a single, but it was a part of that trio of videos. And like for the hardcore that were always watching those videos, yes, you just can't like take it away. Hey, right on. I, there you I'm go. Wondering, um, do you know when? when you have the poll every week, is it usually the same number of people that vote or around Like how consistent is the poll? It, it's, it, it's close. Yeah, it, but it, it, it's fairly close. Early on, there wasn't as many, but uh, we, yeah. because for the first like 30 songs, we didn't do a poll. So uh, at one point I just, you know, blasted out 30 polls and said, what do you think of this song? <laughs> so I, I would say it's, it's within probably 20, 30 votes. Did you say when you remember the poll, right, Mark, now that you're doing the polls? I remembered it. I just remembered it a day later. Uh, but uh, no, it's there. Go vote. Uh, they're all there. Um, I, I would. Say it it really depends. Uh, I I think we've um, stretched out the length of time in which people can can vote now. So that has a a, a big factor. But sometimes it's from between seventy five to one forty. Like there's, there's no, it's, it's like, that's why I say it's inconsistent. Cause some, sometimes it feels like nobody's voting on it. And then it feels like everybody's voting on it. So it just, it, de- it depends on the song. I think, um, I found that if a lot of people aren't familiar with the, with the track that we're discussing, they're not going to vote. 
or if it's if they're not familiar with it and it's a sammy track they're automatically gonna say no because it's yep. sammy no and it's like fuck off but anyway um so it's just it's kind of a toss-up it's kind of a toss-up um speaking of toss-up i'm gonna be honest with you i had an idea i'm still leaning towards it i had an idea of what i think the number one song was going to be now i'm not so sure now i'm thinking like this this might be a lot a lot closer than i think um i could be just you know overthinking it but i don't know uh maybe it has to do with Corey's teasing uh but i i think you should just lay it on me man lay it on us what's uh what's number two well i tell you what um we have 33 ballots uh from patrons yeah. and special guests and the number one and number two flip-flopped all week as i was getting ballots in uh-huh. uh the, the difference between one and two is four points Wow. Like it, it was that close, and literally today, the, uh, the song that finished number one kind of went ahead by four points. It was usually by one, and it would flip back and forth. And um, th- this has been really interesting because one was a big hit, and one kicked off the album. So the only two tracks left were Unchained and Mean Street. Let, let's just take a poll of everybody on the call. Who do you who thinks Unchained finished number one? Show of hands. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay. So only Scott, you, you think uh, Mean Street finished number one? I only think that because that's how I voted. Let's see. <laughs> All right. Well, let's find out. The song that finished number two. Ready yourself, Jeff Brewer. If it's a slow fade, then we don't want. Yes. Number two. Wow. There number it is. two. There it is, man. <laughs> Street finishes number two with 262 points. Its highest ranking obviously was number one. 12 ballots had it first. Its lowest ranking was fifth. So there was no votes for ninth, no votes for eighth, no votes for seventh or sixth. Two votes had it fifth. One vote had it fourth. Six votes had it third. 12 votes had it second. And 12 votes had it first. Kind of a shocking upset the way things were looking. Yeah, yeah. Is that the highest, lowest ranked song? I believe it is, yeah. Fifth is the is the lowest it goes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was only, look, the last two tracks we're discussing, it, it could only have been those two songs. Like, honestly, if, if, if not, I would have been just so confused. But uh, oh, Poor Jeff. Somebody, t- somebody call, let's make sure, can we get the police over to his house for a wellness check? He's upset. Uh, <laughs> he has been crowing about Mean Street being number one all week. And I'm sorry, buddy. Uh, it was number one for a long time, but yeah, that's why I said I'm not sure. Because three yeah, was the upset was... for me, man. Three was big. <laughs> crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, Scott, what were you asking me? Uh, have you not met me? <laughs> no, uh, Scott Haskin, is it? Yeah. No. <laughs> Nice to meet you. Yeah, yeah, the curve. Uh, but no, that's true. That's true. I guess you, you could have been the X Factor. So you know what? I'm going to start with you. Uh, where did in lie did you uh, did you rank Mean Street? Uh, I almost think this warrants a green. I actually ranked it at number two. Whoa! The good man. Good man. I've had on par with everybody. We know my number one isn't. 
Uh, so this is the only one I apparently got right. So I'll take it. <laughs> this, is, yeah, this is the one. You were so wrong for the rest of the list. And then finally, we get to When you got so right. Or 50% of the yeah. audience. Right. Yeah. Solid deuce for Scott Haskin on that one. But uh, but apparently, according to everybody, solid deuce. Uh, there you go. So, like, Tom was with you, so he's not mad. Uh, Chris L., where did you rank Mean Streets? This is number one for me. This is your number Absolutely. one? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just... So uh, I, I mentioned earlier that, you know, my personal music listening rig was an eight track player, but this is the first album that I bought in real time, like the day it came out, the first Van Halen album that I bought the day it came out. And I went with my buddy and I got my eight track copy and he got his vinyl copy. And we went back to his house and listened to his copy. I'm telling you, man, just that you put that needle down and on a, on a fresh slab of vinyl, you don't hear a lot of pops and crackles, but you still hear them. Just those slight pops and crackles as that guitar fades in. And then that open G chord that just smashes through your sternum and then the whole band kicks in and uh, it's, it's nostalgia for me, but it's also just, you know, this is like apex Van Halen. This is them just absolutely firing on all, all cylinders and uh, it just, uh, you know, is, is a brilliant piece of music all the way around. Not going to argue against any of that. Um, the only reason this one is my number two is because my number one just hits so hard. We'll get into that. Um, there's really not a lot that needs to be said. Of, of, you know, so that's all I got for Mean Street. It's Mean Streets. What, what are you going to do? You know, uh, Scott Monroe, what you got? Well, like I said, it was my number one. Um, yeah. It's, it's not a knock against Unchained, but um, we have to pick one. Um, the way I thought about it was, if someone told me, you can only listen to Mean Street or Unchained, what are you going to pick? Um, I go Mean Street. Uh, it's a force of nature. It's a journey. It's something I would just listen to on repeat. Um, again, nothing against Unchained. I think Unchained, for me, uh, objectively, is perhaps the better song if you look at more objective metrics. And I know Jeff Brewer and I got into it about this because... Uh, he argues you can't really look at it objectively. All music is subjective, and I get that. But for me, um, there's just a gut feeling that goes with Mean Street that just um, – it's the one for me. It's uh, it's a journey that I never want to end. And with that outro there we just heard, you, you don't want that to end. Uh, so it's, it's number Great one. Great outro. Me. Yeah, yeah. And uh, definitely the right call uh, using this one as your – your opener your album opener it, mean streets is is such a killer intro i don't know if uh jeff is on with us right now but i'll just say i think there's a brand new podcast that's kind of pushing whether you can actually do that or not isn't there Corey? i don't know how many podcasts i'm on now scott uh it's 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 more <laughs> than three them. yeah i'm on all doomed i'm planning more uh, as we're talking here tonight but uh we are working <laughs> oh, on really? something like that yeah <laughs> Well, I'm thinking that the no. ultimate catalog kind of does that, where you're where you're really ranking songs by a, a specific criteria. Yes, I mean, there's always the subjective factor: what makes you smile and what doesn't make you smile, but or what makes you smile in this moment and what doesn't ten minutes from now, as as Mark has said. 
but I think I think you're finding a way to kind of actually really take music and look at it subjectively and score it. But there's always going to be some element of either nostalgia or in that moment, this is how I'm feeling, or I just listened to Chris L on this podcast and now I, I want to kick a cat or whatever it's going to be. Um, <laughs> just depending if it's a striper nice. song, you know. Um, we at <laughs> and the podcast will rock. Uh, don't condone uh, kicking cats. No. So no, or striper. Cats. So we don't condone striper either. No, we don't. I mean, don't. like northern. We do condone kicking striper. If you want to kick striper, go ahead. But I think we condone edible. Like, like the most reasonable way to actually break down <laughs> yes, do. a, a song or a, a group of songs and and try and find a way of of finding some kind of commonality or difference in them on a more statistical level. Kick cats above, or uh, kick striper above cats. Don't uh, don't kick cats. We're not <laughs> kick them square in the crotch. Uh, <laughs> if, if you if, if you want to, the only way you can but, sing uh, higher. Oh. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to provide ballots now for Jeff. Uh, he's going to take it to the Supreme Court. <laughs> there you go. The, yep, the election yeah, was rigged, apparently. <laughs> yeah, you're done for now. Sean, uh, where where stands you on Mean Streets? I, I've got Go a on, question Sean. for Eric. When we did fair warning on uh, – oh, I've got to do a um, a plug for my show – because yes, I, was told, I told Kevin Brown yeah, I would do ahead. this multiple times. I I, I forgot. So when we <laughs> covered Kevin? Fair Warning on the By Sean Geeky Fast podcast with Eric Senich from Booked on Rock, um, Eric and Todd both berated me for my voting of this song. <laughs> and oh wow, as we were talking about the voting of this song, I wanted to change my vote. I I, I voted this at at number five, and I really regret voting it at number five. And, and I'm really really sorry to everybody. Wow. I hate you. All right, Sean, you, you should hate me. God, well, he's I'm, owning I'm a horrible it here, human guys. Being. So wait he's a second. Did he change he his mind? Told me. Yeah, did you change your mind? Went on that day. Well, no, I kept my vote from our episode that we did. I don't know. Was that a year ago? Two years ago? Oh, it was. Uh, might have yeah. been a couple summers ago, maybe. So yeah, you kept the same voting yeah, a couple from that ago. to now. But I kept my votes the same, but I kept my same voting. Oh boy, yeah. It's all what a, what a fucking fault. idiot I am. <laughs> Jeff, it's all Sean's fault. Yeah, it would have been number gonna, one. You know I'm what? Gonna, you oh, son Jeff's of a gonna bitch. going to kill me now. <laughs> I'm going to slightly okay, reiterate Jeff, uh, Jeff Brewer, but not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to completely quote him. I'll, I will just say, like Jeff, I, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. But uh, <laughs> that's, you know, it's fine. It's fine. You know, you, you vote the way you vote. If you guys want to um, give me some lashes, I'm, I'm okay with it. I, I think the fair question to ask well, Sean would do do you think your votes would be different two years after recording that podcast? Absolutely they, they would be, yeah. Yeah, this would be my number one, honestly. Mm. So I've totally fucked up Wait. the poll. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you did. Uh and now uh um, That would have made it a tie, I think, think actually. That, I was about to say I, I think I think you would have oh. made it a lot more interesting. So wow. it's 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 funny. Yeah. You see what you did, Sean? You you made it less what interesting. What a disclosure. <laughs> Sean is the Van Halen three of voters. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Oh, ouch. That is the lowest of blows. Oh. Scott Monroe. Scott Monroe is on the call. Why are you commenting? 
You could have just said it. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Because I wanted to know what he was going to do. You know what? He's going he's, he's to reiterate when we when we get there. But uh, until then, we'll, we'll let's just move intro. on. And Sean, I want you to sit there and, and think about what you did. Chaz, ta- talk to us about how you feel about Mean Street. Well, Jeff, Jeff just did, mentioned the, the intro. I think I saw a video today or yesterday of um, Brian Adams requesting that Eddie tap out the beginning to That's right. Mean yeah. Street uh, on an acoustic guitar. Right. So you can still wow. hear it. It was pretty amazing. Yeah. You can still hear it. Um, you know, I mean, fuck. So, I mean, I, yeah. So, again, I voted Sinner Swing number one. This for me was number three then behind Unchained. And, you know, Mean Street. I mean, like like you just said, Mark, I mean, what the fuck are you going to say? This is Mean Streets. I mean, the, yeah. Dave's Dave's poetry in this song. So, I mean, I know you're not the biggest like Dave Lyric fan, but this song, he really does nail the narrative. Um, and it totally I matched up with everything that Eddie was doing on the guitar. And just, I mean, everybody, again, another instance where every musician is bringing it, you know, I'm just like the epitome of van halen this record doesn't i mean this this for me i mean i guess there's no surprise here it's probably my my favorite van halen record but um yeah it doesn't get better than this it's mainstream doesn't get doesn't get better except for you know the number one song but uh scott everett uh what what say you sir I had it at three behind and hear about it later, but I mean, I love this song. Eddie's playing is fantastic. Everyone talks about how dark this album is. And uh, yeah, Eddie's playing is dark. Dave's lyrics are dark. I, I wonder where Dave even came up with the lyrics for this as he was pretty well to do, but the lyrics are so dark. Where was he pulling these stories from and all that stuff, but it just fantastic. Um, and I think a lot of the ratings go back to, I've seen them live, you know, every year since 1984. And the first time I saw them in 84, they didn't play Mean Street. So maybe that's some of why it rates behind the number one song. Um, but it's a fantastic song. Somebody had to come number two and this was it. Yeah, yeah that's that's kind of my thought process on it as well. Uh, Scott Haskin, did, uh, did you, where did you put this one? Yeah, I had it too. You did have it. It was okay. one oddball choice of mine. And and uh, I just want to say thanks to Sean, because I thought I was the one that was going to get the most shit on this episode. So uh, <laughs> thanks for thanks for taking my spot. <laughs> hey, no problem. He man. did it just for you. So but uh, uh, Eric Sinich, uh, where could you possibly have put Oof. mean streets on this ranking? I added it to uh, mm. a very, very, very close uh, behind number one, too. I mean, it's. The op- right from the opening, it's 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 the classic. What the hell is he doing opening? You know, especially back in the day when you're hearing it for the first time. Yeah. Um, and and Dave's attitude is all over this. His delivery is all, the, the what's disappointing is in recent years when Dave would do this song, he's just kind of scatting through it like he didn't have the aggression and the and that angst and, and what. What, whatever he had inside of him, it was coming out on that recording. Uh, and, and the ending, you wonder how long that ending went to in the studio. It'd be, it'd be interesting just to hear that original recording. You know, when did, when do they stop? Cause eventually they have to fade it out, but it's just a jam at the end, man. Ed and Al, the brothers. 
<laughs> 50 measures uh, until they finally had it, you know, called it quits. That's yeah, like 50 yeah. extra minutes. But I mean, you or can 50, imagine. Actually, 50 phrases, 50 phrases. And this is like, like this song never ends. Can I can't you imagine, imagine that. though, Ted Templeman and Don Landy just sitting there like, keep going, man. This is fucking great. <laughs> right. 30 minutes. Oh, later. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, now you know they'll play all they, they probably could have played the whole night sure yeah. that's so There's van not, halen though right yeah. i mean so many of their songs some of the best jamming is in those damn outros oh yes know? god like yes. whole songs whole songs in those outros <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's new, new vote revotes re- no no this isn't the, uh, <laughs> this is not the uh 2001 Sean might want to go back yeah right <laughs> yeah. and, we, and we've but, talked uh, about alex so many times but just a little bit like the stop and start the thing was like where's he going whoa where's he going oh yeah this? yeah i mean yeah, it, yeah. it's it's just brilliant um and makes like me wonder this. how much it changed uh if they if they did like keep that going uh, um you know, far beyond the fade out uh i wonder if uh eddie decided to change it up a little bit did alex change yeah, it? Is yeah. there like a whole is there like a whole new section we just never got to hear because in they the finally vaults. were like okay we're somewhere good we got, it. we got it that's what i was somewhere just thinking to myself yeah. somewhere, somewhere in the vault, vault. <laughs> there yes. right what about did live you, when they did this like i'm just wondering if they extended it don't know Yes. No, they played. They played it pretty straight the, at the end of it. Yeah. You remember just, how many yeah. times it was played live? No. I, I knew you were going to ask that, Corey. <laughs> I can't remember. Got that. some music. Here we go. <laughs> at least according Should to the set shit. list. <laughs> mean Street. You know what? We're we're, we're not going to do it tonight. I'm just going to let you know. Mean Street. Uh, they played a grand. How about 251 times? Fuck, okay. That was close. Wow. That includes yeah. the Sharon era. Right? It, played it, during, uh, it does, yep. Sharon did great. All the way but up to 2013, uh, they played this one, yeah. Remember Gary in the Australia I, I am... show? When they slow to play this one live. <laughs> Corey, I imagine this one uh, fell into the same category as the majority. This is your number two. This is my number four, but let's get back to the uh, to the folks uh, who oh, asked. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Okay, okay. 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 Oh, You're the host. This is the guy who really oh, likes yeah. humans being. Okay, okay. Hey, hey! Oh, shut it up! Shut up! The difference between four and one is very, very minute for me. I love wait, all four I of these songs. I ranked five, and you picked four. Yeah, I know. And how how's everyone yelling at me? I ranked it higher than you did. But um, I love Mead Street. It's fantastic. And all I can equate it to is. Deep down in my gut, you know, what we love about music, right? If I'm listening to Fair Warning, what song makes me happier? And I got to say, there was three tracks that make me slightly happier than Mean Street. I love Mean Street. There's everything about it is fantastic. I don't disagree with anything anybody said. It's just if I'm looking to put on a track and and just go bopping down the highway on my way to the gym or what have you, uh, you know, I'm probably going to put on Hear About It Later or our number one song or so. This is love. But to me, the difference between one and four is very minute. They're all fantastic. (laughs) <laughs> you, you lost us um, when you just when you said four you lost us we stopped listening i know at that point <laughs> you know there are there, there's people I there's people who put it um, slower i know no i was gonna say like yeah. no i'm still baffled at the number five ranking so this is like, like million million best new artist man i don't know <laughs> shut, yeah, very up. Million million million. shut up about the sun uh well then the i guess inviting the sean on the show again it's a, you, oh no we'll have him back we'll just uh we'll just question him. we'll put him in the hot seat uh, the whole time yeah uh i just want to go through the names that had a number one ryan powell i had a number one <laughs> jeff brewer obviously if you guys couldn't fucking guess had a number one uh, janice <laughs> risco had a number one i want to mention heath mccoy 
uh, a good patron of ours had it number two, as did Brad Gould. Uh, Tyron Bruster had it number one. Uh, ben Andriozzi had it number two. Nate from the Deep Purple Podcast had, had it at number three. Let's all take pitchforks and uh, flaming torches to his house. Uh, Matt Lacasse had it Nate. number two. Uh, Josh, our good buddy Josh, who's uh, not feeling well tonight, but he's uh, checking things out. Hi, Josh. He had it number one. Greg Zito had it number two. Uh, Kevin Brown had it number one. And then if we go to our special guest, Johnny Bean had it at number three. Uh, of course, uh, Todd oh, McGinnity had it at number one. Greg Prado had it at number one. Kelsey had it at three. Jeff Goble at number two. Greg Renoff at number two. Uh, Steve Rosen at number one. And Darren Paltrowitz at number two. And Steve Roth also at number two. Hmm. Wow. Number three? Like, between three, four, and five. Like, I, don't, I just don't, I don't know. I don't get it. But, hey, them's the breaks, right? Uh, well, that being said, Corey... The uh, the veil has been dropped. Our number one most voted song in Bear Warning is, of course, Unchained. That's right. Let's take a look at the numbers here. Unchained finishes number one. Total points, 266. Only four behind Mean Street. Its highest ranking, number one on 14 ballots. Its lowest ranking was number six on only one ballot. Uh, it didn't rank ninth or eighth or seventh on anyone's ballots. Number one vote at sixth, no votes at five, two votes at four, four votes at three, 12 votes at two, and 14 votes at number one. And that was really the difference. There was one more first place vote for Unchained, and that's really what kind of put it ahead. So Unchained finishes number one. Come up in anything other than top five. Who did six? Now, now I'm gonna. Six? I'm. Uh, which one of you did it? Which one of you did it? <laughs> Corey, which one of them did it? Uh, I'm. I'm looking it up as we speak. Uh, number six. I'm. I'm. Kelsey. Scott's Kelsey. What? Kelsey put it at number six. Oh well. Okay. What? Well, she took the whole. She she took the whole female what? empowerment piece of um, you know that dirty movies right so she owned she put that one ahead that's that's she why. did she put dirty movies number that's one that's why it so, ended yeah. up at six that's it Kelsey I know you're listening to the show later maybe you're watching it and you have so much explaining to yes <laughs> and and we're not gonna let you off the hook we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna sit here oh, and we're gonna wait I was until you, until the, you out. the show <laughs> nope. You can, there will be no outs. There, I, I, I want to know. Now, if, 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 if she had ranked She's it, owning uh, that song. She's owning Dirty Movies. I think that's a lot. Yep. If, she had, if she had ranked it. I am it, all uh, about that. That's great. If she had ranked it two, three, I might have let it go. But I'm like, mm, I don't agree, but all right, fine. But six. 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 Yeah. Come on. All right. All right. Yeah. Lots of explanations. So, so explain um, it to do. Look, uh, I'll just I'll start it off here. And this is what I'll say. Unchained. Hey, Davey. It's iconic. It, uh, what's up, David? It's iconic. Um, it's certainly in my young uh, musical upbringing. This song was a standout. Um, I think it's one, if not the, it's probably not the, but it's one of their uh, heavier songs, like riff-wise. Uh, and, you know, I'm all about the heavies, if you know anything about me. And uh, I don't know, man, just... It's unchained, right? Like it's it's kind of like Mean Streets. Like, what are you gonna, what are you gonna say about Mean Streets that needs to be said? It's a great track. The only reason Mean Streets wasn't my number one is because 
it's Unchained. Unchained has to be number one. Um, at least for my musical upbringing, it had to be number one. It's just it. It's so perfect uh, of a of an, a Van Halen song. They have many many songs that I would say that's a perfect Van Halen song. I personally think Unchained is one of them. Uh, therefore, it there was no choice. It had to be number one. Um, this one just hits me right where it needs to hit me. So therefore, there it is. Um, and uh, it it makes for the whole the whole out. Al- even though it doesn't start the album. It makes the whole album uh, really just uh, be a standout. And uh, thankfully, the show and the journey with the show ha- have really opened my eyes to Fair Warning, whereas I didn't have it. I just knew a couple of songs. They're like, yeah, those are cool. Those are cool. Uh, maybe I'll check out that album sometime. Thankfully, the show made me sit down and actually analyze it. And it's been great. Um, but therefore, only by maybe a smidge, but Unchained has to take the number one spot for me. Uh, but I know it is not number one for Chris L. Uh, Chris, how do you feel and where did you put Unchained? All right, so this is my hot take. I had it at four. Um, and the, the, the sole reason for that is just kind of overexposure. I mean, I've just heard it so much and just uh, get to the point where I appreciate the uh, deeper cuts, but I, I, I really wouldn't have it higher than three. I mean, I'm, I'm, on a given day, I might bump it up over here about it later, but it's it's it would never top uh, Mean Street or, um, so this is love for me. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's not really, would never really leapfrog any of those but i mean obviously it's it's incredible you got the 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 jet plane flanger you got the drop d tuning which is that and sabbath bloody sabbath the first two like drop d tuned songs i can remember hearing and i was before i knew about alternate tunings i was just like man how do they get that heavy sound you know and then somebody i I don't even might have one of my guitar teachers just like hey you just tune your e down to d and there you go and it's like oh fuck there it is you know i didn't even know you got i didn't even know you you had the uh, i didn't even know you had the 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 permission by the universe to retune your guitars (laughs) and stuff right you know and then i then and then i and then i learned about you know keith richards just taking one string off and retuning the whole fucking thing and it's like oh that's or or mick ralph's it's like oh that's why i can never get can't get enough to sound the same as the record because he's got a whole alternate (laughs) tuning you know but anyway i'm digressing a little bit but a funny story about it happened actually today related to the song i'll try and make it quick but um so i was out with my wife uh you know doing some stuff and then we went decided to go to uh, grab a bite not Valparaiso, indiana and um went to this restaurant and they had like a classic rock uh not radio but like you know whatever they served to restaurants where they just have the songs playing there's no ads or whatever and um and this is what I'm kind of alluded to earlier, earlier, Corey, when we walked in, there was a fucking ELO song playing, which don't ask me why we didn't walk right back out when it happened, but it is one of my, our favorite restaurants. So we gave it a pass, but the whole time I'm like, man, how am I going to approach the possibility of doing a podcast on a Saturday night to my wife, you know, cause she, <laughs> uh, I, I figured she's like, would want, to have something else to do and 
you know, one of those husbandly things where like, man, how, how am I going to get permission from my wife to do this? You know, and about <laughs> three more songs into it, we're in the middle of the appetizer and Unchained comes on. And I was just like, I, first of all, I've never heard this in a restaurant. And second, <laughs> you never even hear it on classic rock radio. It's not even on the ro- the rotation of of Van Halen uh, hits that have been driven into the ground um, on, on radio. And, and uh, when I heard that, I was just like a sign from above. I'm like, you know, right there in the restaurant. I'm like, so do you mind if I go on a Van Halen podcast tonight? And she was, you know, she was fine with it. So uh, that just was kind of funny how that happened today. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, obviously incredible song iconic but for me it might jump up to uh, three on a different day but you know that's probably as high as it would get for me well you know that's a that's a decent explanation um and you know again i have to remember it's like it's all subjective but uh fair enough uh scott monroe how about your take well, uh, I had mean straight above it, but uh, hey, it's great. Uh, it's classic. It is a perfect encapsulation uh, of their core sound. It's really, when you think about Van Halen pop metal, uh, this is the song I think of. Uh, it's just, uh, it really speaks to everything they do so well. Um, I, I continue to think that if you do look at more objective metrics, uh, this is arguably the best Van Halen song, period. Um, but uh, you got to just go with your gut sometimes and what you like uh so i I totally understand uh you know why this is number one for so many um i I do think it suffers from uh what uh you know uh happens with so many of the hits we just hear them uh so much and uh, we get sick of them um so i think that that probably played into some of the balloting uh but it's it's great man um it it really uh i don't see how how you could possibly not have it in your top five at least um but uh, for me, it's number two. Well, apparently some people don't put it in their top five and I, I don't get that either, but uh, it's, it's fine. Uh, Sean, can you redeem yourself with this one? Yeah, this, this was my number one. This is one of those songs that fast fret would play at the time. So there's nostalgia associated with it. The flanger again, um, watching him play it live on, like watching my brother play it live on stage. So for me, my brother was like my favorite guitar player. So if he's playing a Van Halen song, he just, for me, it elevated the song because my brother learned how to play it. But um, it originally when I, when I did my voting for it, it wasn't rated as high because of the overexposure. It kind of, I mean, my brother played it all the time to the point that I got sick of it, but looking at it again and listening to it with fresh ears, when we did, when we did our episode, it was like, I can't deny that that this song has every single Van Halenism in it and it's absolutely perfect. So I rated it number one. As well, you should, uh, but you know, not everybody did. So Chaz, are you one of those? No, man. Yes, you are. That well, was a I, joke. I voted center <laughs> swing number one, but yes, I this, know. Was, this was number two, you know, um, God, I mean, that's why I was, when you were talking before, I picked up my guitar, the whole reason for the D, D tuna, you know, the whole, his whole patent. 
uh, was to be able to just pop that to be able to play this song real quick and get right back into things. Um, for me, yeah, when this when this came out and it, it was like someone else mentioned, so heavy. The first time I heard uh, a real like the real heavy use of a drop D, I think the only way I had become aware of different tunings before that was like some Led Zeppelin. Right. So this was really hearing it in metal for the first time for me, like even before Sabbath. And I was just blown away. And like the same thing, I could not figure out how the hell he was doing it. Um, was just like, where is he doing this? You know, how is he getting it so low? Um, and quite honestly, I mean, for me, for like, uh, God, two or three years when I was a kid, this was like, you know, every day I played this riff on my guitar. This was like, you know, wanting to feel like uh, king of the world and a rock star. There was no better riff when you finally figured out that all you needed to do was twist the key and you could be Eddie Van <laughs> like, Holy shit, this sounds incredible. And there was really, there was nothing else like it. So we used to try to write songs with it too. And that, that was for me so much fun at that point, because everything he did, it was so different. We always, and, and we couldn't do it like him. So it was like, okay, what can we do with it? <laughs> so that's where it, that's what, quite honestly why he was such an innovator is because so many of us couldn't really do his thing, but we could take it and try and do our own thing with it. And that's what made me fall in love with the guitar. This was one of those songs. So yeah, um, if you can't tell, probably number one or two Van Halen song. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very cool. Very cool. Scott Everett. How about you, man? I had a number one. Um, the first time I heard him play it live was 1984, 11 years old, saw things that I never saw before, <laughs> smelled things that I'd never smelled before. And they opened the concert. And when Dave said, everybody up, everybody rose up and they sure, that's why he's one of the greatest front men. I just, amazing song i have amazing memories from it from 1984 to 2012 again they opened uh that tour with it and they dropped the curtain with wolf on it and the crowd went insane just it's a probably my favorite concert opener of all time um and who the hell interplays with their producer during the song i mean not only being after a solo like that so just just an amazing song um one of my all-time favorites from being here yeah, right on. There you go. And uh, Scott Haskin, how about yourself, man? It's uh, not your number I, one. We know that. It's definitely not my number one. <laughs> um, I just like to talk about Sunday afternoon some more. Um, <laughs> no, I had to sit. Uh, I had to sit number four. Uh, it was okay. I, I think the chorus to me just kind of wears on me after a while because it's just you know okay we're gonna go unchained and just pace 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 like there's no real variety in it. Uh, and, and I'm not a big fan of talking parts in the middle of songs, so that's what kind of ruined it for me. But uh, come on, dude, I, give me a break. <laughs> but I got to tell <laughs> well a done. Quick, uh, story along with uh, Chris L's eight track story. So um, I'd worked on a uh, 48 hour film challenge over a weekend doing uh, the, the score. And uh, the people that I worked with were like, well, you know, we want to see the film that you worked on. So once I got the copy, I didn't think anything about what was in the content of this film. And um, there's this, now this is a, a, like a family friendly work environment, right? So there's people of all ages, different religions and all that sort of thing. And um, there's a point in the movie, it's a, it's, it's a movie about speed dating. And there's a point in the movie where one of the guys is trying to impress the girl and he goes 10 inches. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe that I just brought that into work. So <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I, I, I kind of replayed the rest of the movie in my head really quickly and realized that was the only part. But yeah, that was that was definitely one of those eight track 
out of the player as it can type moments for me. No. All the eight tracks, everybody. Uh, and uh, let's see, going right over to Eric Sinich himself. How about you? It's the quintessential Van Halen song. It is a- absolutely uh, the definition of Van Halen Dave era. In fact, when I got into Van Halen, it was 1984. And uh, well, actually, I should say I was exposed to Van Halen through 1984. What I really became a fan was during the Sammy era, OU812 and When It's Love. My friends in school were like, you know, you got to listen to 5150. Your dreams, love walks in. Why can't this be love? And my older brother said, you know, you got to hear the Dave era. And, um, you know, the first time I heard Unchained, I mean, it was instant, man. It was just fucking goosebumps. Uh, That riff, just adrenaline rush. And uh, that's when I was just pretty much I woke up and said, "Okay, this is the Dave era. This is that hardcore, uh, you know, Dave era Van Halen. And I, I I'm removing the. Uh, like Chris L said, you know, and the other guys have said it's 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 been played a lot, and they factored that in. I I, I removed it from the equation, and um, let's I mean the driving beat and did Dave's humor in there, the whole the whole the breakdown, unbelievable. And Alex during the solo again, it's just what he's doing is just, yep. you know, I I wonder what Ed's career would have been like if he was just playing with just a straight ahead drummer who's just keeping time and that's it because it just elevates ed i mean when he's doing all that stuff just that you know i mean absolutely it's fucking mind-blowing and yeah it's just pure adrenaline man you know and i can i can what, what you were just saying i can totally see why al is not playing anymore i mean you know the way the two of them yeah. could anticipate each other right and the things that they did creatively together yeah. just sensing where they were going to go it was yep. just totally feel right and how could you ever think you could do that again right i love the in us festival mm-hmm. and uh in the middle of what song you know they're just the two of them right <clears throat> yeah yeah i know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> Ding, 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 you know, and Alex is the big smile. You could just see how much they love playing with, exactly. with each other on stage in the studio, whatever. Yeah, yep. There definitely is a, a very evident between between siblings. Mm. Like my brother played guitar and I was a drummer. Sean, you probably got the same thing. There's just you you know each other well enough, and you know each other's playing that you you just feel you you learn to write and create together and you you have very your styles become very similar so it's, well, you meet at the same exactly intersections right that's exactly, it exactly yeah 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 yep well there you go and uh all right finally uh to to round it all out Corey, your vote sir you know uh unchained takes me back to when i was a young man at 15 uh, we'd make the 30-minute drive down to Plentywood, Montana, stop at the come and go or the ejaculate and evacuate, as we called it. This was the first Funny. song that I got some got some action with a young lady from Plentywood, Montana. This was playing at a come and go. Yes. Oh, yes. Back then, back then, uh, way back Woo. in the uh, late 80s, early 90s, uh, girls in Plentywood would do a lot for a six-pack of Canadian Plentywood. beer, let me tell you. <laughs> And uh, I had plenty wood, let me tell you that. So Unchained has a, uh, a very hey, special place in my heart. But I, it, I think it was so, called yeah, Unzipped. Maybe I'm, see that one there, Unbuckled. Unzipped. <laughs> <laughs> Unzipped. 
undressed. Oh, there you go. Sometimes no, I wish I was back at the ejaculate and evacuate. Uh, <laughs> I got some leg that night. Let me tell you about. Oh sure. Uh, Un Unchained has always been one of my favorite songs. It's top five Van Halen for me. I love everything about it. Uh, I'm not going to apologize. Sorry, Jeff. I love Mean Street too, and I don't care if you think Mean Street's a better song. I love Unchained. I put it number one. He said, "I'm not going to apologize," and wow. followed immediately with, "I'm sorry, Jeff." <laughs> There's the here's another Canadian, uh, right. Here's another alternate title for the song based on Corey's exploits, Sack Drained. <laughs> yes. I think there's a Nick Nick Polak, uh, Polak song uh, come in there. That's not my heart. It doesn't have to be. It was something else, and it was good. Yeah. Oh, my God. Can't wait the for best, uh, the, heart, best, Corey. The, the best 20 oh. seconds of your life. Right there. <laughs> Damn right. You weren't going to the Damn right. for a slushie. <laughs> that wasn't for it's a It's not slushie. your heart, Corey. It's your Corey heart. Uh, that's, that's a, a t-shirt, Corey. Was it ejaculate and evaporate? Whatever the <laughs> yeah. fuck. Well, make a evacuate. Evacuate. <laughs> evaporate is a totally different yeah. uh, evening, Eric. It's I don't know how you do things. Down <laughs> yeah. that's, that's a job for Kevin Brown. Oh, boy. Uh, next week. Oh yeah, my right. God, uh, Kevin! Please, whenever you hear this, oh, please man. make uh, okay. just whatever, what, whatever it, iteration uh, of that shirt. Wasn't it, wasn't way, a let... wasn't ejaculate and evapor evaporate the title of a Star Trek episode? <laughs> Probably one of the many yeah. times Kirk banged uh, some. Uh, no, no, some no. That was next year. No, that, that was next I believe that was a that was probably a Deep Space Nine. Oh, uh, there you go. Uh, if we're if we're just you know yeah, there you go yeah, let that one sink in for a second. Uh, I thought that's but, a Poison uh, called their greatest hits album. Oh my God, that's right. Yeah, but you know, uh, Mark, we're not the they only two that put Unchained number one. Let, let, let's just kind of go through some of our favorite people here. Michael Griffith, uh, who couldn't join us here tonight, he put it number one. Uh, Heath McCoy had it number one. Brad Gould had it number one. So did Ben Andriozzi. Matt Lacoste had it number one. Uh, Greg Zito had it number one. Uh, let's see who else. Uh, Johnny Bean had it number two. Uh, of course, uh, Todd McGinnity had it number two. Uh, Greg Prado had it number two. Uh, Kelsey, uh, of course, number six. Oh, man, she's got some explaining to do. Jeff Goebel had it number one. Greg Runoff had it number one. And uh, Steve Rosen had it number three. Uh, Darren Paltrowitz had it number one. Cool. And Steve Roth had it number three. Uh, for our wow. uh, fans on the polls, it was really, really close. Actually, Unchained comes in at number two. 95.6% what dreams are made of. 4.4% the dream is over. Whereas Mean Street was 967 percent uh what dreams are made of 3.3 percent this dream is over so less than one percent uh difference uh so it really close uh, every, everywhere you look uh, except for kelsey i just can't look at Corey the same way again <laughs> jack evaporate that's awesome evacuate not evaporate <laughs> you're talking about a very different evening Chaz. i have stories about that too uh, that we'll be hearing Corey's you know dome had a song podcast. called premature evacuation right <laughs> if, uh, you know, I, if I, listeners, I feel if bad because I, I feel bad because uh, Chris L told that wonderful story about his wife and at the restaurant and yeah, and not Jane came on and I I, I just sullied it. the whole proceedings. I feel terrible. You sullied it with it. your Montana adventures and uh, if, <laughs> you want, uh, full, if you want a if you want a full uh, episode of Corey's uh, evaporation uh, <laughs> explanation, then uh, tune into the Patreon. I'm sure we can we can make that happen for you guys. <laughs> but at a cost. Store in Montana. Holy <laughs> shit! That's right. The next. The next That's song how, was uh, uh, Girl School.
Fueled by Britney, uh, Britney Fox, if you want to hear oh. about that. <laughs> Britney Fox. At yeah. the girls' well, school. Yep. Yeah, that was a yeah. band. Uh, <laughs> that that was a band, but uh, that is not our podcast. I'm sure Corey will do yeah. that one later because, you know, he's devouring them all. Uh, and uh, you'll have no choice but to be a part of the CMPU if you want to continue your airwave uh, uh, podcasting career. But until that time, it's uh, it's just us here, and uh, we have that's it, man. We've wrapped it up. We've ranked it. Uh, we got uh, Corey. You want to run down uh, nine through one real quick uh, once more for the fans? Sure. At number nine, we had one foot out the door. Number eight was Sunday afternoon in the park. Number seven, push comes to shove. Number six, center swing. Number five, dirty movies. Number four, so this is love. Number three, hear about it later. Number two, mean street. And the number one song, according to not just me, but the majority of people that we polled was unchained. Unchained. There you go. That's fair warning, you guys. Uh, and I, I hope, if nothing else, that this uh, this episode and the previous episodes where we've discussed each track challenges you to go back and uh, take another look at fair warning or another listen, rather, kind of like I did when I was just sort of, you know, kind of met on it. Uh, but until this show, I really sort of gave it a new uh, perspective and it really helped out and uh, made this ranking difficult, but still extra fun and i hope uh, everyone on the panel had uh, had good fun uh discussing fair warnings so uh round the board give it up to our panelists everybody uh chris l please thank you so much for being on the show uh we appreciate you so much uh let the people know where they can find you and what you got going on uh podofthunder.com is the website and uh new episode every monday um we're about to venture into what we call every year uh september which would be uh songs that ex exemplify the uh primal horniness of tom jones um <laughs> we, we close each month with a tom jones song but uh leading up to it is just um not necessarily that style of music it's just stuff that we think encapsulates the tom jones vibe in some way and uh, i highly recommend tuning in for the first episode which is my pick i'm pretty stoked about it so is coital on that had uh, me coital will be on uh, the final episode of the month so you had me at primal horniness. Uh, so, yeah, everyone tune <laughs> yeah, in to how, that. That's how September's that? phenomenal. Yeah, it's, the, I mean, it's their best yeah. month of shows. Yeah. And the, <laughs> the fact that it correlates with primal primal horniness with Tom Jones, it's just never thought I would hear that phrase, but, and, but it makes sense. And uh, I can't wait to check that out. That's going to be great. Uh, Scott hey, Monroe, man. Wait, so what, I was just going to ask, saying, Chris, what? is there any chance of Mama Jones coming on for uh, September? Um, I don't know. That would be up to those guys. I don't know how comfortable I would be uh, discussing some of that subject matter with their mom. That's exactly room, why. But, you know, <laughs> that's, uh, it's, it's really up to them. You know, those guys are full of surprises and never know what to expect when they come walking through the door here at montezuma studios so we'll see what happens right on 
Uh, Scott Monroe, thank you so much, man, uh, for for all of your uh, your manifestos, manifestos, all the things that you do, your contributions. Please let the people know where they can find you if they want to reach out. Yeah, thanks for having me on, man. Uh, you can find me on Twitter or X or whatever it's called at uh, Scott D Monroe, and uh, I'll continue the manifestos as long as I can. Keep them up. We enjoy reading them. So Sean McGinnity, man, always a pleasure having you on the show. Been a while. Been a while since you've been on the yeah, show been uh, last. So yeah. very, very much so. We'll have to have you on uh, pretty soon. Uh, until that time, please let the people know what you're up to and where they can find you. The, the show is called The Sean Geek and Fast Red Podcast. Cast. that's me and my brother todd and we talk about bullshit pretty much every week um i'm actually right after this episode i am recording so if anybody wants to come along we're i'm i'm, I'm doing a solo episode because my brother's out performing on stage right now as we speak um right but yeah we just we bullshit every week about whatever todd feels like talking about pretty much that's pretty much it it's Todd's show. You're just here uh, along for the ride. <laughs> I understand. Uh, that's kind of what I'm doing uh, with uh, Corey's whole podcasting universe. I'm just here. You know, I'm just enjoying the ride until uh, until I am devoured. Uh, Chaz Mataz, man, the uh, chart Chaz extraordinaire. Always a pleasure, man. You always got insightful things to say. Please let the people know uh, what you got going on and where they can find you. Uh, well, thanks for having me on this. This was fun. Um, you know, honestly, the worst thing about uh, Fair Warning was Michael Anthony's outfit in that video. Um, <laughs> right? I mean, <laughs> and, yeah. for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, you just have to go watch the video from Oakland. His, his outfit is the worst. Um, I, but anyway, that said, right? Um this was just great. Um, I'm all over Twitter these days or X, whatever the hell you call it, um, doing podcast stuff. So we just wrapped up regarding Lulu. So at regarding Lulu, uh, there's 11 episodes of our uh, journey through the Lulu album uh, out there. Um, we're launching a new podcast. So at uh, regarding Roger, which will be our uh, walk through uh, Roger Waters and his retake of uh, Dark Side of the Moon. So another 11 episode mini cast, if you will. And then we're doing uh, we're launching a weekly uh, Rush uh, Rush Rash. So the Rush Rash Ooh. podcast at Rush Rash podcast. Um, we'll be starting that next month. Um, so in the middle of September, uh, but 167 songs, the wheel has been built and we're ready to go. So thanks uh, for having me here and uh, look forward to having all of you out there. Come talk rush. That's going to be. Hey, Chaz, can I ask you a question? Real quick? Show. Yeah. Um, sure. Go ahead. You did regarding Lulu, which was, yes. which was really, 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 really interesting. But when is the Millie Vanilli podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Millie Vanilli. Yeah. A one episode show. <laughs> blame it on the rain they were a thing and blame then they the weren't rain. the end <laughs> we have to find one that's already been done. i do blame it on lorraine dude they were ahead of their time come on look at motley crew i mean you know there's precursor here yeah <laughs> oh boy yeah exactly i'm willing to do an episode on it I'm there. Yeah, there Let's go, go do that right now. Be, we'll go do. We'll go over to your podcast and we'll talk about frauds. Yeah, that's. Yeah, okay. Come over. 
Come over. We're doing it right, right after this. All right. Yeah. You, you heard it here, folks. Be uh, be on the lookout for the Millie Vanilli show by Millie these Vanilli two Motley schmucks. Crew cast. Oh, Molly and Mo- yeah, the Millie Vanilli crew. I, I don't Molly know Shrews. something. That's oh, Molly Shrews. There you go. That's Molly uh, Vanilli. Mick Mars forever. Stuff. Solidarity yes, with no, Nick. I'll, That's all I got to say. I'll uh, I'll yeah. concede to that. Scott Everett, Nick. man, uh, always always a pleasure having you here, man. Uh, love your takes. Uh, please let the people know where they can find you. And what you got going on? Um, at J Scott Everett on all the platforms, and just thank y'all for having me tonight, and thank y'all for that are hosting the podcast for keeping the music alive. I mean, makes our week every makes my week every week getting to listen to podcasts and everyone else. So, thank you. Well, we appreciate you listening, and thank you so much for your contributions, man. You're always a pleasure. Uh, Scott Haskin, I mean, you're you're all over the place, but uh, you can you can still let the people know what you got. You actually you have a lot going on right now. Let them know what you got and where they can find you. I do, and uh, first, I, I just want to say thanks for having me on, and thanks for not kicking me off after you found out what my number one pick was. Um, <laughs> Uh, and once again, I did not put sexiest podcaster on that, but uh, I'm not going to argue it. <laughs> well, now uh, we know you like, are. So I feel like a trip to the Montana yeah. border is in order now. Um, <laughs> so uh, you're right, Heap, the Magicians podcast is pretty much wrapped up in, until they come out with another album. 398 episodes are out there on all the podcast platforms. Uh, the Haskin Cast podcast is still in transition, so there are episodes on YouTube, but all the album reviews and everything are, are offline for a few more days until it gets transitioned. And then for all my music and books and uh, all the other things I'm involved in, um, you can go to my website, scotthaskin.com, and uh, everything is there. You can also hear me on uh, Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited with one Corey Morissette. And um, yeah, I I just, uh, whatever Corey, I'm I'm the uh, Scotty to his Kirk. The Scotty to his Kirk. Didn't even give himself Spock. That's that's how humble. He's He's a... He's a humble Scott, this one. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know. <laughs> I don't know that claiming Scotty is humble, but that's just me. It's my opinion. Hey, Sc- Scotty's kind of the uh, unsung hero of uh, the OT. I'm I saying, I don't know if that's oh, a humble yeah. swipe. Yeah, I agree. Anyway. True. I, I could also <laughs> yeah, tell it's... another story about another road trip. And uh, Chris, you actually might be more familiar with this. Uh, I don't know if you ever went up to Jackson, Michigan to see the Cascades. But uh, my grandparents were taking us up there for the weekend, and um, that was when Slide It In had come out. And I had uh, my brother and I each had our little uh, cassette, you know, the uh, the mini cassette players, and uh, we were each listening to Slide It In. And I was actually on the song Slide It In, and my grandpa's like, "Hey, why don't you uh, just, you know, why don't one of you give me your tape, and we'll just all listen to the music?" I'm like, I, I don't think you'd like this. Yeah, no, <laughs> that would have been a moment uh, for sure. I think Spit It Out would have been even worse. It's it's almost a Disney soundtrack that album. <laughs> Such yeah, so, yeah, just uh, the dark side of Disney that people don't like to talk about, but it's right. there. Uh, good good stuff, Eric Sinich, man. Uh, you you came in uh, you came in clutch. We knew you would. We knew a wild Eric Sinich would would make an appearance because he always does, and we that's what we appreciate about you. Yeah, but, no, uh, glad I could. Please, please, let's say people wait, know the where they can find thing? you. Okay. Wait. Oh, who put oh, that Jesus. there? <laughs> who put that there? Well, nice. that was me. That's right. I put that there. Um, 
Yeah, thanks guys for having me, man. I always love being on. This is it's hard to take me seriously without ejaculating. <laughs> Corey, that one's gonna last for us. Baba Booey. Gotta say Baba Booey. That's kind of like a white snake song. Ejaculate Slow and easy. Some anvil songs. We gotta read some anvil. Yeah, let me remove that so I can actually <laughs> so we can actually finish this. Here we go. Hold on, let's see. Let's let's remove metal, that. Yeah, change oh. it to metal pounder. Wasn't it metal pounder? Oh, let me assist. metal pounder. Metal pounders. That's right. The metal pounders. I, I want to finish with uh, VHND because I got esteemed, a question for you guys. Esteemed VHND. Yeah, yeah. Um, but bookedonrock.com. Uh, the podcast is booked on rock. Um, just had uh, Liberty DeVito, Billy Joel's long time. Oh hell yeah. Yeah, oh, shit. awesome guy. Oh man, awesome Italiano from New York. Oh, that movie, yeah, yeah. Gun, right? Dude, That's a Jason great Hook movie. Great movie uh, that Liberty yeah. was featured in prominently. Yeah, Liberty's the man. So we just had him on. Uh, just had Greg Prado on too. He's got a book on oh, uh, the shit. grunge rock Seattle scene that Hell just yeah. went up. Damn. Um, yeah, what else? I had some recent episodes uh, on, oh, the Jive 95, which is the first underground FM rock station. Uh, it was based out of San Francisco in the late 60s, which is really cool. Uh, Howard Hessman was on um, the station called KM KMPX in San Francisco. He became Johnny Fever from KRP. Yeah, sure. Um, had that one. And coming up, I have, oh, actually, I'm interviewing Daniel Buckspan, who has this book out. Ozzy at 75. So I'm interviewing him Tuesday night. This is the book, man. Check this shit out. Oh, wow. The Ozman. Yeah. There's Randy. Wow. So I'm going to be interviewing Daniel on that. Nice. Uh, what else do I have coming up? I'm just thinking, man, there's there's I've got episodes lined up for like the next, I don't know, six weeks or so. Martin Popoff wrote a book on Quadrophenia will be on soon. Uh, oh, the, I got an episode on David Bowie's um, Monsters album from 1980. Uh, Adam Steiner oh, right. wrote a book on that. So a lot of good stuff coming up. Bookedonrock.com or you could just find the uh, podcast anywhere. Uh, you get your uh, your favorite podcast. Um, but yeah, VHND.com, of course. Right. And this week with a big thing, we just left it up there the whole week was that fucking Donington yeah. show. And I, yeah. I don't know if you guys talked about it yet because I joined late. But what do you guys think of this fucking thing, man? Oh. Mind blow. Yes. Wow. Right? Amazing. Just, Holy wow. grail. And it keeps Holy getting pulled down, of course. Of, you know, Holy um, grail. Yeah, it's, it's pulled down again. But at this point now, everybody's, you know, who's a Van Halen fan has it, I'm sure. But, man, that's Holy grail. You know, and, and you're yeah. seeing you're just you're seeing Valerie, the two Valerie's. You got uh, Eddie's uh, wife, Valerie, and Alex's then wife, Valerie, walking up the stairs. And you see yeah. Dave and Alex talking before the show. And what's interesting is the band's on fire, of course. But knowing now the tensions within the band, uh, I, I don't know, maybe I'm reading into it, but nobody's looking at Dave. Like Dave's talking, but Alex doesn't make eye contact with him, and he's not making no. Even on well, stage, they're just so fucking done. They're what about burned that line? out. What about on stage when he says, "Michael Jackson ain't got shit"? Uh -huh. Heavy metal yeah, yeah. baby, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Because wasn't it oh, yeah. on oh, the way to this yeah. where 
where he gave Eddie the tape of uh, of his solo record? Right. Uh, well, it's on the flight over. On the flight. Yeah, to on this, the flight right? over. Yes. Yep. This was when it was all brewing up. Good call. Yeah. Yeah, man. and he's doing it. God, you know, I'm thinking now, Chaz. Yeah, Dave's doing the fucking uh, the moonwalk, and he t- yeah, yeah, yeah. He's totally fucking with um, the whole show. <laughs> wow. Yep. Yeah, and um, nobody's looking at Dave. I mean, I just at that point, they're just like his ego is out of control. But the band, it just gives you an an idea of just how fucking great that band was. Yeah. And, and what a showman Dave was. And Dave's voice sounded, I think, his voice sounded great. I, some of the comments I, I saw on the links said, I think somebody said he didn't sound good, but he sounds fucking great. And I he um, right. that's one of his best good. live recordings. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. It just the band is on fire. I'd love to see yeah. the whole thing, but yeah. just to get a, a pro shot footage because we've only seen pictures of this show you know yeah. you just and it's and you're on stage you're Iconic right there pictures. on fucking stage yeah. and and then you get to see uh you do see um uh the, their manager is there Noel monk you could see him he's a dude with a mustache and dave's yep. bodyguard eddie anderson who we always would talk about he eddie anderson's one's like taking all the uh, like guys and girls running on stage trying to touch every member of the band and they have to pull them off to the side just fucking madness and that crowd is and you know and, and dave's eating them up he's just got him in the palm of his hand and and uh yeah and there's one point where i think it was was it hot for teacher or something and and Dave is just so fired up, like he he goes to Eddie's like like that. He puts his hands on Ed's head, you know, and 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 it's classic Eddie, just like not even acknowledging. He's just jamming, you know, unbelievable. And then you got and then what's cool is Michael Anthony's playing uh, the keys. The and keys, he, yeah. I mean, he's playing the keys on. Um, I'll oh, wait. Oh, yeah, wait. And Joe, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's just phenomenal. And and there's just there's a a lot of talk about who owns it and you know, the legal aspects of it and, and why it's being taken down. There's somebody who, um, I'm not even going to say his name because I don't know if it's, it's for, for sure, but there's somebody who claims he has ownership over it and he's the one that's trying to pull it down. Who knows, but it's, there, there's, you know, that there's a lot more than this that's out yeah. there. And um, I just Probably think a studio thing if I had to guess. For the legacy of the band, people need to fucking see this stuff, man. The yep. younger generation yep. never got yes. a chance to see them live. This is a mm. band that can... This is the band. <laughs> it, yeah, Mike doesn't like me. Yeah, yeah he doesn't look happy. <laughs> well, you know, they're treating Mike like shit by that, by that <laughs> right, point. Yeah. I mean, there's, so he, he just he lost his publishing at that point. It, it, right, yeah, right. yeah, he wasn't happy about a lot. Whether that's true or not. At this point here, man, yeah. Well, yeah, there's the story you Noah know, Monk's book where they're but all just... Did he lose the publishing yeah. right before that show? Yeah. Supposedly, yeah. I don't know if that's true or not. But now they're saying yeah. they did. Yeah. Sammy yeah. said yeah. that he didn't. Yeah, so, he lost so. it, but they didn't enforce it, is what I heard. No, yeah, Noah Monk oh, wrote it in his book, but I don't know how true it is. Um, yeah. Just leave it at that. I just think but, it's all bullshit. But but there's, right. yeah, in Noah Monk's book, that there's that scene that he sets where they're all at the they're eating dinner or whatever and they're just, and just ed and alan day were just like just giving mike with mike shit, sitting yeah. there yeah i mean we talked yeah, about it mark there, and yeah. Corey, when i had we, you yeah, on the we, show. Yeah. it's like why is he getting a, a fourth what the, what the fuck he's not writing there's there's michael anthony just like zipping the lip and then yeah. dave gets up and takes a fucking plate of food and slams it down and like just stares down michael and then he and there's food all over mike mike and he just gets up brushes it off and walks out the room. It's like, God yeah. damn, man. My, Michael Anthony has 
I don't know how a lot he, of patience, yeah. a lot of patience, and a lot of uh, uh, probably at that point, just like he's kind of like a parent who's just sick of the children's shit and is yeah. like, best to just like walk away from this. Otherwise, they're just he's just gonna scream uncontrollably, and then I don't know, whatever. But he's uh, thinking bigger picture the whole time. Yeah, I think he just bigger he picture just, and and grace. You know, people might might say Mike just kind of bitched out for that. Like I don't think he did. I think he held back like with tremendous restraint from the jovial drunkards and what have you because at that point they're just out, out of their minds but but i'll say this i, I uh, would yeah. say just one last thought i i can't i think all those guys love mike i think they all love each other I mean, it's just you're talking about four guys like up yeah, in yeah. fucking faces for how many ever many years by that point and you know now the, the and, and dave's ego out of control because he's the biggest front man at rock and and um a lot of pressure in the drugs, you know, there's drugs, there's alcohol, the all that yeah. stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So they just needed a break. I wish they just took a break and, and then got back. But it, 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 there wasn't much communication there. It was a lot of like passive aggressive stuff there. And it was like, yeah. did, did Dave quit? Did he get fired or what's going on? I don't think Dave really thought he was leaving for good. I think he was just going to do his thing and come back. And next thing you know, it's like Sammy's in the band and that's it. Yeah. Oh, band drama. Of an era. No band is uh, no band can escape it. It's going to happen, especially if you're going as hard as uh, as that band was going. And uh, yeah, as you say, no breaks. So, you know, the, it, it happens to the best of them. It happens to the worst of them, too. So, you know, it's just a great piece but of history. Right. Can there. I, can I, can I, one of the things it that is, bothers is. me, one of the things that bothers me about when people talk about like, you know, and then, you know, with the songwriting and, you know, it was all Eddie and it was all Dave and Mike didn't do anything and Al didn't do anything. Um, I'm sorry. Who wrote Al's drum parts? You know, I mean, why do people say Al did not contribute to right. the songwriting? Right. Al's Al's parts were intricate. I mean, they were oh, yeah. intricate oh, and integral to the whole thing. Yeah. Right? I, now, I can, can I, get that Mike oh, maybe didn't, but certainly Let's Al. go to Chris next. Go Let me ahead. just bust it. Let me answer that question real quick. Is like every, everybody knows that um, songwriting is lyrics and melody, and you don't really get that from bass or drums. So that's that's really where people draw the line is mm. that uh, who wrote the lyrics, who wrote the melodies. I agree with you on like the musical por- performances and Mikey's background vocals being intricate to, um, you know, how a song comes out and how a song is remembered. But when it when the pun intended push comes to shove and there's all this money and ego involved, that's when you that's how you lay down the gauntlet it's like did you write any lyrics no did you write any me- melodies no then you shouldn't get a songwriting credit well yeah then hold on my, my other thing is i'll just uh you know it's very rare that i get any sort of inside information but um i don't know if uh this is the same person that uh that mr vh uh, nd was referencing but uh someone in our inner circle uh told us that he's part owner of that footage mm. and uh he says there's about uh, 50 hours of unreleased footage that uh alex wants to turn into a documentary and and he oh wasn't really sure how he wasn't really sure how that donnington thing got leaked but he uh mm. He definitely, y'all can put two and two together on who that is, but um, says he's part owner and they, you know, went about the business of having that leaked footage taken down. Yep. Interesting. 
Interesting. Well, See, but what, what, you know, you wish that if they just handled it with, as far as Mike's concerned, you know, why not just sit him down and say, dude, I, I, I know when we started, it was splitting it four ways, but you know what, you know, is it cool if we just give you a, do you think Michael Anthony would be like, fuck you? You know, I think Michael was just like, yeah, that's cool. I get, I get it. You know, instead of not I think he was telling probably him, like, pissed at him. Yeah, way more easygoing because he, I think he was just happy of the, uh, the paid gig and he was happy that it was consistent and uh you know maybe maybe he's one of those uh guys that as long as i'm consistently working staying on the road doing the thing that i want to be doing then and i'm and it's paid i've got no complaints so it just it seems like mikey didn't have a lot of uh, complaints based on the gig so you know roll with the punches as it were uh just kind of easy going easy go but at the same time like i'm not gonna try and uh you know kiss ass with these dudes just because why should i you know like i'm in the band i don't i don't have to kiss ass like everybody else yeah. but never the, i mean maybe not maybe there's a whole other thing and but that's uh that's up to mikey to tell that side of the story maybe he will maybe he won't it's just mm. uh we'll all up to speculation but well, all of that being well, he's said, a classic guy yeah he's well yeah, yeah, he's a classic just, guy, so, gonna, but all that being all, all that, that being bullshit. said you guys those guys had Let's a blast. Let's go ahead and wrap this up. Yeah. Those guys had a blast in those years. They had a good time. Hell yes. They, they had a blast and they, you know, they made great tunes and that's why we're here. We're discussing uh, one album of many, uh, but it's the, the, the legacy of the great Van Halen, um, old and new current whatever members aside you know it is all it's all the same band it's all the same love and that's why we're here to show the appreciation and we appreciate all of you listening all of you guys who tuned into the chat all of our panelists here Corey, appreciate you all the time always uh even even when you uh are just gonna take over all the podcasting airwaves and that'll be it and uh that's you you just off into the sunset uh devouring all the podcasts and i will have enjoyed my run when that occurs but it's not yet that today is not that day uh this is just one more uh one more show uh we've still got uh, 29 songs left on the wheel for the van halen catalog you guys 29 we are in the uh the last 30 of it so uh plenty of shows left to go around plenty of opportunities to hear uh the esteemed guests that we have on the show again and other guests as well so be on the lookout for that you guys uh podcastwillrock.com find all of our shows there you can find some merch there buy some merch buy a shirt uh be on the lookout for that because i'm sure after today's episode kevin brown is just gonna have a field day uh just <laughs> absolutely coming up with some crazy designs uh, uh you can find me at mark the bat on twitter and instagram or x whatever it's called uh podcast at podcast will rock uh also on twitter uh facebook i'm running those things now so if there's a, a lack of of uh activity that's just because i either forget or i'm lazy i'm sorry social media is just like it, it, it's whatever but uh you can check out Corey and all of the uh podcasts he does and everybody all the people at the deep dive podcast and everybody who's mentioned their shows uh respectively thank you all so much for being part of this we are and the podcast will rock and we will rock you later